morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Marty Plum, and I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to the coaching staff. Welcome back to the coaching staff, episode number 22. And this week, my main man, Mr. Tony D. Viss, and I, we are going to talk about beating the January blues. Uh, we're getting to uh, the dog days in baseball. It's August in high school basketball season. It's those two two to three weeks in mid to late January where it's kind of those dog days and it's hard to stay motivated and uh, it's hard, you know, that the players have been listening to you and your voice for two months straight now. And, you know, how do you keep your teams moving forward. And Tony and I have some ideas. Uh, Some of these, you know, at least on my end of things, uh, you've seen on Twitter uh, before, but we'll go through them again and and we'll come up with some different ideas and we'll kind of roll from there. So Tony, how are you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing well. I thought when you were talking about this is episode number 22, you might uh, key up some Taylor Swift there. <laughs> uh, no, with no. Your contractual negotiations with Europe, if you're allowed to play other bands, but you know, I, I didn't know. Well, I, I thought about asking Taylor to open for Europe for the coaches clinic, but I don't want to upstage Europe. They, they are the official headliner. Uh, and, uh, what are they called? Swifties? Are they her fans? Yeah. Uh, they are called Swifties. I know for was it for Justin Bieber? It was the Beliebers, and uh, I don't know. There's all sorts of different names. I, I yeah. So um, a pop culture guy. What? You are a pop culture savant. I I've got problems. There used to be a show on VH1. This was a long time ago. It was like when Carla and I just got married. It was like it was called like the World Series of Pop Culture, and the the winner of the show. Uh, the, the team that won won $250,000 and it, and I always said it was going to be me my sister Teresa and Carla and that was going to be our retirement plan was to win the World Series of Pop Culture on VH1 because as you've noticed over the years Tony there is a lot of useless information in between these years up here so but this is this is this is what happens when you listen to Casey Kasem uh, three hours every Sunday morning, uh, retro rewind and that type of thing. So, but uh, hey, before we lose anybody else here, uh, <laughs> we we, we get, <laughs> the attention gets shorter and shorter every week. Uh, let's let's jump in here uh, with uh, beating the January blues, and I think you know part of beating the January blues is kind of taking a step back, relaxing, taking a deep breath, having some fun, uh, doing some things differently. Tony, uh, let's just kind of maybe play a little tennis here and bat it back and forth. Uh, what's one thing that you've done over the years to help beat the January blues? Yeah, one thing that we've uh, been implementing for the past couple of weeks is. At the end of practice, we play some type of game, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's 30 and a half, 21, three point knockout, whatever the case may be. But we try to do some type of game at the end just to keep things fresh and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done that as well. Uh, we have a we have a thing. Um, we have a, a shooting game, I guess we call it five, five, five and one. Um, they got to make five shots from the baseline, five free throws, five threes. And then a- as a team. And then somebody has to make a half court shot, and we we do it a, a variety of different ways. We just did it yesterday morning in practice, and uh, I put a Gatorade out there. I said, "Okay, whoever hits the half court shot gets free Gatorade today." And and so that's 
uh, a, a thing that you can do, or you make things competitive, uh, maybe make a league out of it, you know, have the same teams every day. So if you know you're going to have, let's say uh, it's a new week, uh, let's say, you know, it's Monday and you're not playing till Friday, well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, at the end of practice, have a shooting contest or a, a shooting league and keep, you know, run a couple of shooting drills at the end of practice. Uh, Monday, a couple of different shooting drills on Tuesday, a couple of different shooting drills on Wednesday, and keep track of that. And whichever team wins at the end of the week, they get such and such thing, whatever it may be. Um, but th- that's that's a that's something that you can do as well with that, Tony. Um, this is a good time of year, and I've talked about this before. Uh, we've talked about the concept of having a surprise day. And you surprise your players in the middle of practice or right before practice starts with uh, something special. Um, Or you take a day off from practice and you do something other than practice. Um, Two years ago, and this was in the middle of the pandemic, so we couldn't do a whole lot. But we got some food. We we put in a movie. We watched Blue Chips with Shaquille O'Neal and just sat around and watched a movie as a team that day. Uh, Last year... Uh, we went down and watched UConn play against Creighton uh, for our quote-unquote surprise day, even though the kids knew it was coming. Uh, you know, so uh, we've done things like Dave and Buster's. We've gone bowling before. Uh, trying to think other things that we've done throughout the years. Uh, but but that's another thing that you can do with your fundraising money, and and you just have a, you just have a good day. You just you just get out of the gym and you surprise them. And most of the time, what we do is the kids think that they're practicing. They think it's a regular practice day. And then it's like, uh, hey, by the way, you got 20 seconds to get out of here. We're going to go bowling or whatever. Meet us in the commons in two minutes or something like that is is a great way to shake up those January blues as well. Have you ever done anything like that before, Tony? Yeah, we've done the movie night uh, where, you know, you contact your local theater. Uh, when it was a smaller town, you know, it worked a little bit better here in Cedar Rapids, you know, a little bit larger. But we've done things like that. Uh, we played uh, kickball, divided up in teams. And oh, okay. played kickball. We've done dodgeball with them. Um, but, yeah, we've had, like, game days and, and, and things that go along with them. And then, you know, like you mentioned, you know, I just think any time you can get around the table and, and break bread, so to speak, and mm-hmm. have conversations instead of being on your phone all the time, mm-hmm. that's that's super healthy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other things to beat the January blues here, Tony? One of the things that we've been doing lately, um, you know, we both have talked about our, our admiration uh, for John Gordon is – we've been in the middle of a John Gordon book right now called stick together. So we've developed oh, yep. a theme each week and uh, we started off uh, with believe was our first week scheme. Uh, we did ownership the week after that. And then last week we did connection and we're getting ready to introduce our fourth uh, theme tomorrow, which will be love. And, you know, just taking that time to, you know, go through and discuss those things with them. And so that's been a good thing too. I think our guys have enjoyed that and kind of look, look forward to the theme each week. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing to implement that theme every week, Tony? Uh, we just take time, you know, to go through, share a definition with them, uh, you know, what, what in terms of what he had down with the term believe. And then, you know, I throw it out there and then, okay, 
what are some specific examples of that that we could put into place here and just kind of get a little bit of a conversation going with them mm-hmm. um, and then kind of something similar with ownership i throw the definition out you know what does that mean to you or what are some examples you can think of and you know it's not something that's real long you're not talking mm-hmm. 15 20 25 minutes you're probably talking five maybe 10 at the most but yeah. just a little bit of a conversation there with them are you doing that at the beginning of practice at the end of practice yeah we do it at the beginning uh-huh. um, and so sometimes a little bit of a rush thing because we get out of school at 250 and three o'clock we're supposed to be practicing but you know sometimes it cuts in we usually start our practice off with some type of uh you know uh, plyometric stuff and so yeah. sometimes we'll maybe instead of doing that for 10 minutes we do it for five or you know, we'll, we'll do what we call the varsity warm-up which is a little bit of a shooting uh, warm-up as well and sometimes we'll cut that down a little bit just to make sure we have time to kind of talk through that mm-hmm. um you know this is a good time of year building off what you said tony i i think that you know last week our topic was parents and this is the time of year where parent uh, involvement, we'll say, uh, usually becomes a little bit more prominent. Um, and and so I, I think that, you know, it's a good reminder to take those cultural ideas or what we do a lot. And I know I was guilty of this. <clears throat> One of the mistakes I made at Scott, I believe, uh, looking back on it, and hindsight's always twenty twenty. Uh, one of the things I would have done a, be- I wish I would have done a better job of is, like with a lot of things, you come into the season and you have these ideas of we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this, and then as the season goes on, you become distracted. Uh, you start worrying about wins and losses. You start scouting. You start having, you know, you, you're putting together practice plans and all these different things. And some of those cultural ideas kind of slip away and kind of building on what you were talking about with the John Gordon thing is it's important, I think, to help beat those January blues is to revisit and and not even revisit if we're if we're doing things the right way, we have been emphasizing those uh, those cultural concepts that we introduced in October and November. And I know that that is something I've been very, very conscientious about. Um, this year, uh, the John Gordon book that we read was Soup. And uh, it, on, the, on the side of our shirts this year, uh, it has OTPR. And, and, and four of the big themes for that John Gordon book was uh, optimism, trust, relationships, and passion. And we're constantly trying to bring that into our discussions. I know uh, before every game, I put OTP, OTRP, OTERP, I try to remember it that way. Um, OTERP, I try to put that on the board. And somehow or another, and, and it usually only takes 10 to 20 seconds, tie it into whatever message I'm trying to convey before we step out onto the floor every night. And usually it's, hey, you know, we got to be optimistic that we're going to follow our game plan. we got to trust each other so that we can follow our game plan. Keep building on your great relationships. Make sure we go out and play with passion tonight. You know, uh, but, it, you know, if, if you need to stay on top of those things and, and this time of year can help with those January blues by taking time and diving back into those things that you that you feel like you need that that if it was that important in August and September and October you need to make sure that you're still emphasizing it in January and February 
Want to know more about a pen and a napkin and all the resources it offers? Go to apenandanapkin.com, a great resource for any coach at any level. In addition to our A Pen and a Napkin University video library options that are available to order, we have hundreds of pages of notes, from one-page handouts to book breakdowns to original coaching notes. We also have coaching links, a full catalog of every A Pen and a Napkin podcast, and ways to contribute to the growth of A Pen and a Napkin. Apenandanapkin.com is a coaching resource that will help you become a better coach. 100% agree. I mean, if it's something that you have put some thought and planning into, you've got to continue to hammer home that message, that that culture every single day. Um, like you said, it takes 20, 30 seconds, you know, and just continue to hit that time and time again. And what truly is important, because like you mentioned, sometimes it becomes the tyranny of the urgent where, hey, yeah. it's this scout, it's this practice plan, it's this whatever. Mm-hmm. And those things that we sometimes forget about can be the undoing of us. Yes, yes. And again, we put so much thought into those things in, in August, September, October that we lose track of them. And, and that's, again, like you said, that's where we kind of lose our way. Um, another thing, we just did this, gosh, I think it was just this past week. I think we did it on Wednesday. Um, we divided up our team. We, we, we had a little art project, Tony. Um, I remember seeing those on Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, what we did was we divided our teams up into four different groups and we put 10 minutes on the clock and we, and we divided it up fairly evenly amongst classes and talent level and kind of quote unquote leadership or leaders or whatever the heck you want to call it. Um, and two groups, made a poster and we just we just said hey design it any way you want uh but what are the attributes of a great teammate and we had two two of our teams design posters for that and then um the the two other groups made a poster of you know what are our standards what are the standards in our program according to these four or five kids in this group and you can do that with a lot of different things. And that's, I got the idea, again, kind of going on that John Gordon thing. I believe I got that from the hard hat. Um, I reread that before the season. I kind of made a list of cultural ideas. And and that's what we chose to do. Uh, but and, and then when they got all done, they had to present their poster board to the group. And then our locker room captains, they're responsible for hanging them in the locker room. They're supposed to be up there. I haven't been in the locker room since we've done that because we haven't, you know, we've been playing on the road so much. But, uh, you know, I told them we're going to put these in the locker room. And, and these are your reminders. These are your words that we had as a coaching staff. We had nothing to do with this. And that's what we chose to do with it. But any type of activity that you can do during this time of the year to remind them about their standards or the standards of the program or what is a great great teammate or what does it mean to be a Kennedy Cougar or uh, any of that type of stuff and make them think and make them put it in their own words, I think is a, a, a great idea. And sometimes... For a lot of teams, 
those you, you worry about losing 20 minutes of shooting, jump stops, defense, rebounding drills, but sometimes you're a heck of a lot farther ahead by taking that 20 minutes away from your skill work and reminding the kids about the mental situations and what they should be doing there. So that's something that we did last week, and, and I encourage folks to do it. I think we got a lot out of it. I think it helped reframe a lot of, of things within our team. You know, you, you were talking about, you know, John Gordon getting that idea. One of the things he talks about in terms of people burning out is we forget our why. Yeah. And I think that helps remind kids, why do you do what you do? You know, in terms of being a great teammate, teammate I'm sorry, and being held to certain standards that your program has committed to, that's your why. Mm-hmm. And if you lose track of your why, it doesn't really matter how many shooting drills or what what defensive transition drill you should be working on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need reminders of those whys. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the things to kind of keep in mind is, you know, perspective. You know, and when you take a look at months, one of the reasons why January is hard is that's really the only full month you have. So, for example, yeah. you start off in November, you know, you're two, three weeks into the month. You get into December, you get that break with Christmas. You get to February, and I know I skipped January there, but you get to February, about halfway through the month, you're on the tournament trail. Yeah. And January's that one where you start, you know, whether it's the first or the second, and you run 31 days. And so one of the things that we also try to do, you know, I mentioned the theme for the week, but we do this from time to time a little bit more often in January than we do any of the other months, is we do put-ups. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. times in life, you get enough put-downs. All you have to do is hang out in the high school hallway to to get your you know fill of that and so at the end of practice we'll have kids hey want you to mention something about a teammate a put up of a teammate and we'll take five ten minutes into practice and just go around and that stuff does uh some amazing impact because they pick up on things kids who you know maybe don't play a whole lot but they're still having a great attitude and busting their tail in practice or you know another situation where you know they're running the other team stuff and they're running it really really well and they feel super prepared getting ready for the game on tuesday or friday or whatever night we happen to be playing that week yeah we do that pretty much every day we call it bright spots um i I think i got it from uh james clear's atomic habits Mm -hmm. and so uh we every practice ends pretty much the same way um you know we we end on a make we clap it out uh, we did a new thing this year. Our kids started. Everybody gives each other a high five at the end of, uh, before we before we clap it out. So we clap it out, and then we say, "Hey, did we work hard? Did we get better? Did we have fun? What's the most important thing? Having fun." And then bright spots, and we give the kids a minute or two, and you know they usually they they do a really good job with it. Every once in a while, they get a little goofy with it, but it's it's a way to identify, and it gives an opportunity for and. Uh, all the kids to identify anybody in that circle between, you know, in our situation, it's varsity and JV. Um, what, what, you know, Mary might not play very much, but, but uh, Becky, who's our leading scorer says, Hey, Mary did a great job in our, in our warrior rebounding drill today. Uh, and so we, you know, we'll give two or three claps to Becky for that situation. Um, you know, and, and stuff like that. And I think that's a great way to keep things positive as well. So, um, anything else on this, Tony? No, that's that's kind of my, my top three to five things that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was interesting to hear some of the things that you had. You know, I had that poster idea. You know, I, 
I think that's, that's a great thing. I just don't, you know, in terms of I don't know my sophomore boys handle that, but maybe they would eat it up. Who knows? It may be more of a of a of a female team thing, uh, more than a guy thing. But hey, give it a shot. See what happens. Report Tony, back to us, Tony. Yeah, you know, we we did we had a our Christmas party uh, this year, and I make them do a positive note thing where they write their name on top of like a poster board or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they pass it around. We set up an assembly line type thing. Yep, yep. We did and, that earlier uh, this year too. It's so. amazing when you go to a grad open house a couple years later and sitting on their table on, you know, wherever is their positive note from when they played basketball. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just, it it means something. Yep. Uh, The last thing that I would say, and and we kind of use this to wrap up the January blues, um, you know, the, 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 the countdown has begun, so to speak. Uh, One of the things that, that I told my team and you saw, you saw some eyes kind of, some eyebrows kind of go up the other day. They, uh, uh, it was Friday night. We were getting ready to, it was Thursday. It was Thursday before we were getting ready to play Friday. I said, Hey girls, you know, you may think that this is the dog days or whatever it may be, but let's think about it like this. Tomorrow's game. It is four, it is four weeks away from our last regular season game. Our seniors only have four weeks of regular season basketball left after this week. And so we have to have urgency, and that's a word. It's it's the word that my kids have used lately is urgency. Uh, we have to have urgency. We have to, and and so that's been kind of, you know with this team. And I don't think I, I think you let that stuff grow organically with each team. You don't have you know every year we have to have urgency. Well, maybe that word doesn't fit that team this yeah, year. Does, you it, know. does it mean something to you? Yes. Them? Yeah. What does it mean to them? But uh, we've been talking a lot about urgency. And one of the things that we'll do here in a couple of weeks is uh, we'll give our seniors uh, time before practice. And I got this from my old assistant, Sarah Goodwin, um, who did this at Sioux City Healing and brought it with us. And it's a terrific idea. Uh, We do what we call senior testimonials. And what the seniors, we'll give the seniors an opportunity to talk to the team about how they're feeling as their careers as high school players are are starting to wind down and and the coaches are not in the room we kind of say you know this is this is kind of what we're looking for and talk about what you're comfortable with but when done the right way hopefully it gives some urgency not only to our seniors but to our underclassmen you know our seniors are playing to try and have their careers last as long as they can and we hope that our underclassmen feel strongly enough about our seniors that they're going to work really hard for our seniors to make those uh, senior years last as long as they can. And so uh, we'll be doing that in a couple of weeks as well. To, and, and that'll be kind of the bookend to the to the January blues because then at that point it's like, okay, the tourney trail is is only a couple of weeks away, and, and now we really, really – uh, have to tighten everything up, and and this is the point of the year where we're really playing our best basketball. We hope. Yeah, um, John does something kind of similar where he has the seniors talk about what Kennedy basketball has meant to them. Yep, and he, he and they share that message with the underclassmen, and uh, it's always interesting to see how they respond to that. But you, know, I agree, you, you can't it has to be organic. You can't force it on them. Um, but yeah, if it means something to them, it can really be that, that uniting force behind it. 
Coaches are absolutely loving our taking over a new program booklet. As many of you know, I spent two years outside of coaching, and during that time, I hung a note card in my workspace at school that said, strip the house down to the studs. I took that time to really rethink and reorganize my thoughts on what it takes to run a transformational program. As I prepared for the possibility of coaching again, I organized these thoughts into this 96-page booklet. How much do I trust this booklet? I used this booklet as I went on interviews to help sell myself and my vision for what my new program would look like. If I'm using it to sell myself, why wouldn't I recommend it to you, my listeners? This booklet will help you look at any part of your program, no matter what stage you're at in your program, and help improve it in some way. It's all yours for only $15, which includes shipping and handling. For more information, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. It is time once again for the coaching staff trivia question. There's our band Europe uh, being our headlining act for the third annual A Pen and a Napkin Coaches Clinic, April the 1st, 2023 at Fort Calhoun High School in talks. Everything is following the last week we talked about the Marshall Tucker Band. This week, uh, <coughs> unfortunately, Tony, got me. I'm so emotional about it, it's got me choked up, Tony. Marshall Tucker Band fell through, uh, so I, I've had to move on. Flock of Seagulls, a flock Flocks. of seagulls is is now in consideration for that opening act for Europe uh, for the third annual A Pen and a Napkin Coaches Clinic. So we'll see, we'll see what we can do. Sir, are you ready for this week's trivia question? Sorry, I, I kind of had a brain fart there. So, all right. Are you ready, sir? The two greatest players ever to come out of Miami of Ohio University are Ron Harper and Wally Zerbiak. Where does Wally Zerbiak rank on the NBA's all-time score? I'm just messing with you. That's not the real question. So, uh, I, I, just, I was wondering if you meant ask my, his opinion on uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hey. For a potential all-star, Tyrese Halliburton, this yes. uh, this year. So he's had a heck of a year. So, uh, no, here is the serious question this week, Tony. All right. I think I, I do think you have a good chance of getting this. All right. I appreciate when you say that and I get it wrong. Okay. Well, don't, don't worry. The, 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 the tens of listeners that listen to this will, will mock you at some point. So, thank you. Um, no. Uh, the two programs in. Division One women's basketball, college basketball history, with the most national championships are UConn, of course, and Tennessee, ranking one and two by a very wide margin. Two schools are tied for third. Name both of them. Let's go with Louisiana Tech. That is incorrect. Incorrect. That is incorrect. You're killing me. Stanford. You have half of it correct. Um, Texas. That is incorrect. 
But I'll give you one more guess here. Because I asked for two, so I, I think we, we can open up the three into four or five. So Is it another Pac-12 school? It is not. Crap. Huh. Can I give you, I'll give you him. The coach that... Uh, the, the same coach won all three national championships. But this coach no longer coaches at that school, but is still an active coach. Baylor. Hmm? Baylor. Baylor is correct. You got it correct, my friend. Wow. Wow, yes. Baylor with three, Stanford with three, and then I think it was... Uh, let me check the Google machine here. What? Did, oh, maybe I overrode that one with Europe. Sorry, I gotta go back. Uh, You're all about the Europe. Louisiana Tech had two. There's three schools, or I'm sorry, there's four schools with two national championships on the women's side. Okay, so let's go down that road. You got Louisiana Tech. There's three more. USC. That's one of them. Two left. <laughs> Um, North Carolina? Incorrect. Uh, um, Texas? Incorrect. They've only got one. Yeah. I think Brenda just won one at Maryland. Yep. I'm stumped on that one. Want me to help you? Sure. Notre Dame. Ah, that would make a lot of sense. And South Carolina, the defending national team. Yeah, the defending. Don's got that thing rolling. Yeah, she does. Yes, she does. So that is it, my friend. That is it. So uh, good job, though. I told you you'd have a good chance of getting this week's, and you you got it, buddy. I appreciate it. I was really strong with the Wally Zerbiak one, though. (laughs) Just for your information, he's 206th. Oh, man. I don't know if I even want to come close. I, I Actually, I have no idea where Wally Zerbiak is. And Wally, if you ever listen to this, I apologize for not knowing where you rank on the NBA's all-time scoring list. So, uh, uh, sporting event you're looking forward to this week, Tony? The NFL playoffs have been must-see TV. I got home last night. We went and watched our third-grade-grandson play some basketball. So we got home last night, and I turned on the Jacksonville and... Uh, Chargers game. I almost wanted to say San Diego. But anyways, turn on the Chargers game. It was 27-3. I watched it get kind of close, and then uh, they're driving. They throw out the challenge flag. I'm like, ah, this, I'm not going to get sucked into this. I shut it off. Get up this morning, turn it on, 31-30 Jacksonville. I yeah. felt like a schmuck. I should have stayed up. So, <laughs> yeah, the NFL playoffs have been very intriguing, like we were talking about earlier. Men's college basketball has been a lot of upsets. Uh, 11 Top 25 teams got knocked off yesterday. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of my, my jams right now. How about you? Uh, right there with you. Uh, kind of the same thing. I, I uh, Carla and I had a wild and crazy night uh, Saturday last night, Saturday night, as empty nesters. Uh, we stayed at home and watched like four episodes of Law and Order on the DVR. I mean, it, it was it was just going bonkers at the Plum House. What? Not this week. Uh, 
That's only if we watch SVU. Uh, wow. so, uh, but, uh, or, or if we jump into uh, Criminal Minds. That's another one that we like to. But anyway, uh, I digress, as we do often on this. Uh, I, I opened up, uh, or I was watching, um, we were watching that, and in between episodes I saw it was like 27 to 7. I'm like, oh, well, this one's over. And then we got done watching it, and I flipped over to ESPN. I was like, oh, my gosh, they won. Like, how did that yeah. happen? You know, so uh, crazy stuff. It is, is crazy stuff. So uh, this is when I start, you know, I haven't watched much pro football. I'll be kind of locking in here over the next week or two. Now I'm, now it's piqued my interest, so to speak. So, um, all right. Hey, Tony, episode 22, uh, beating the, the January blues. Uh, really good stuff, really good ideas. Uh, anything else to add on this on this topic, Tony? Just it is about perspective. Uh, it is a long month, and you have to have some some tools in your toolbox, and not let the month dominate you. Put a plan in place so that you can excel through the month. Because those teams that sprint through the finish line at the end of January, oftentimes those teams who are playing on into late February, early March. And I, you know, you bring up a great point there, Tony. You know, everybody wants to be playing well at the end of January and into early February and, and you know you know that's that's when you really want to hit your stride of course right mm-hmm. and and I think one of the things that you have to prepare yourself for and knock on wood I hope this doesn't happen to the pioneers but you're probably going to lay a turd here at some point in January you're just going to have a night where you're just bad you're just bad and 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 it's not I mean you coach bad, the kids play bad, you just have a, a bad, bad night. Uh, you're not shooting it well, whatever it may be. And I think sometimes when you kind of lay an egg in in mid-January, uh, going through it, nobody wants to go through it, but it's, it's impossible to have linear growth uh, throughout the season. Those seasons are very, very rare when you have linear growth all the way through. And if you do have just a game where you don't have it mentally, physically, uh, all the above, it's a great opportunity to teach your team, to use it as an educational point, and, and to show your team, hey, this is why we have to stay on top of things. This is why we have to concentrate. This is why practice is so important. You know, what do we want to feel like? And, you know, I'm throwing out all the coaches' cliches. But I, I think that, you know, building on your point, Tony, you have to be prepared for something like that to happen and then be prepared to use it in a positive way, in a, in a positive way that's going to help your team grow so that you can hit your stride late January into February and you're playing your best ball. And, and not all your lessons, unfortunately, are going to be positive lessons. There's going to be some negatives that you're going to need to turn into some positives. And there's a high likelihood that you're going to run into some negatives during the January blues. Whether it's player effort, kids are upset with playing time, like we talked about last week, uh, concentration lapses, you have weather issues, you have game cancellations, you're taken out of rhythm. There's a million things that can go wrong. Prepare for it. Anticipate stuff's going to go wrong, and then be prepared to move your team forward. Most definitely. And as a leader, you know of your program, you have to model those characteristics that you want to see developing your kids as well. You know, it can't just be you talk the talk. You also have to walk the walk and 
be ready to provide a steady hand, a, a poised hand at the wheel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So coaches, keep that in mind as we enter into the January Blues. Uh, episode 22 of the coaching staff. Of course, I want to thank my main man, Tony, here. Uh you know, great stuff as always. Uh, how many games you got this week, Tony? You got two tough ones, you said? Two tough ones, yeah. We're on the road Tuesday night against, uh, I think they're tied for first in the other half of the division. Mm-hmm. And then we play a team on Thursday that beat us by two uh, back in December. So we've got a big week. I know you got a big one tomorrow night as well. Yeah, yeah. By the time folks hear this, we'll have two more games under our belt. And uh, I, I feel like we're, we're getting better uh, the last month or so. And again, we, we kind of, we had a little bit of the December blues for various different reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I really feel like our kids have, uh, embraced the challenge. And, uh, like we talked about off air, Tony, the, the urgency, and we've come in with a, with a healthy dose of urgency on a daily basis. And hopefully we can keep things going. I mean, if we, I don't know if we're going to win. I don't know if we're going to lose. I just want to see us get better every day and and hopefully we are able, able to do that by the time folks hear this on friday yeah, right that wave of momentum. yeah hopefully we do keep it going so all right well again want to thank tony uh for for coming on here this week coaching staff episode number 22 um coaches as always let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time